Hi, this is Tasha M. Dyer with the BYOB Movement, Be Your Own Bank. And we just want to welcome you to our podcast. Grab a pen, grab a paper, because we're going to be sharing information that has been hidden in plain sight. Information about the financial markets, things you've always wanted to know. And after you listen to this podcast to get more information or just to contact us, reach out at beyourownbankmovement.com. Beyourownbankmovement.com. Now, enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon, good evening. How's everyone doing? It is a wonderful, beautiful day in in the Carolinas, sitting in the foothills of these mountains. And uh, we're just so excited to have this opportunity to share and to reach back down into Jacksonville, Florida, and to be my my, my guest uh, today, or my co-host today, Miss um, Tasha M. Dye, Gerald D. Rogers, and reaching all the way down into Tampa, Florida, where there is Dr. Craig Byfoot. How are you guys doing today? Doing phenomenal, outstanding, definitely how we are doing. Just want to say hello to our listening audience, rejoice904.com. Also, uh, definitely our YouTube, Facebook audience just want to make sure that we say hello. And then ladies and gentlemen, you know, I want to thank my colleagues. It's always an honor to be here. And, you know, I'll let you in on a little inside. You see how Bishop just says streaming back down to Jacksonville because he's talking about me being on vacation. But we all know that's exactly where he's been and it still is. So, you know, this is why this broadcast and what we're talking about is so important. But I have an honor. We have a special guest on the line with us today. We have a special guest. We're talking about a man of impact. We're talking about someone who is doing some phenomenal things throughout the world. We're talking about Mr. Average Breaker. Yes, a published author, pastor. And when we're talking about an inspirational speaker, so it's an honor and a pleasure. I definitely want to introduce our guest today, Pastor Joseph B. Washington. Pastor Washington, are you there? I am here and honored to be here. Thank you all so much for this uh, privilege and opportunity to, to gather around these great, great minds. So, yes, I'm here. Welcome, Pastor. Uh, we're certainly happy to have you with us today. And um, I just, uh, uh, I'm excited to have you on. And I'm sure that there are those who are very familiar with you and that there are some of us who this is our first time uh, hearing from you. And you just want to tell us something about yourself right quick. Yeah, I am a, uh, as Ms. Dyer said, I am the pastor of the Average Breaker Church, author of the book, Let Average Go, born and raised in uh, part of Washington, D.C., the other part, San Diego, California, and uh, I'm just super excited uh, to be here, uh, part of a men's group called Three Times Demand, and uh, just just super excited to be here, uh, Bishop. Thank you, sir. We're so happy to have you with us, and we'll learn more about you as we, we move forward in the program. And so we have also our visionary, uh, Craig, I mean, Greg, Gerald, rather, Gerald D. Rogers. My mind is slipping a little bit today. I think it's this stuff I got in this cup, but we uh, uh, we want to just say, uh, Gerald, how are you today? And uh, we want to greet Fantastic you. Fantastic, Bishop, to our listening audience, rejoice904.com network, uh, man, Facebook family, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of you guys, hey, this is what I need you to do, though. I, I believe that we're going to have a mighty move of God, uh, and you need to make sure that you like the broadcast and you share it. You know, send a smoke signal, send a text message. They need to dial in and listen to this information that's going to be shared today. Once again, big shout out to you, Bishop. Once again, I thank you so much for having the vision to put this broadcast together to ensure as a general in, in God's army that the people of God are uh, thoroughly equipped to be able to fight the good fight of faith in the natural and in the spirit. 
Big shout out to the trade whisperer, Ms. Taka M. Dyer, the uh, trading savant, and then obviously the one himself, the, 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 the physician, the great doctor, the finance doctor himself, Dr. Craig Bythewood. So I'm anticipating once again, a great move of God and, and, and Pastor Washington, uh, I know you, 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 you going to be able to ignite a fire because you have come and you, your, your, your marching orders have been coming against the destroying average because we know God does nothing average. He's always in excellence. And so we are with great anticipation to hear from you as we uh, ignited fire in our broadcast. And hey, for those of you listening, the Be Your Own Bank family, Be Your Own Bank movement, this is a summer rush. And we're going to rush you to your financial success by allowing us to, to, to be your, your guide and destroy mediocrity. Thank you, uh, um, Mr. Rogers. We're looking forward to hearing some more of your wisdom as we move forward. Dr. Byford, how are you today? I am doing outstanding, Bishop Rodderson. And please know that the only thing in my cup is water. Have to stay hydrated in sunny Tampa, Florida. So I am so happy to be on this radio broadcast, Pastor Washington, Welcome. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast team. And to everyone out there within the BYOB worldwide community, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. And what a great opportunity for us to remind ourselves that we want to be anything other than average, because that is truly not the way God made us. Amen. Amen. This coffee I'm drinking is above average. And I'll tell you, I got into my sister's private stash and this stuff is strong. I want to tell you. Slide that in there. That is coffee. You know, you're telling you. But we have a we have a great, great, great opportunity today to share uh with Dr. With Dr. I want to call him Dr. Uh, Joseph B. Washington. And you know, the title of that book is intriguing, you know. Uh, uh, when we talk about not being mediocre, not being average, but being above above average. And some of us, you know, we weren't that smart like Miss Dyer in school. You know, we were glad to get a, a B, you know, but uh, uh, and so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm not going to work on working on a B. I'm going to try to get at least an A minus today since I'm on here with uh, Brother Washington. And so we're excited about what's happening. Uh, uh, Today, what's happening, even I understand Brexit is uh, being negotiated and it, it might change and, and how we trade might get a little more exciting. And so we're ex excited about what's happening uh, in Europe right now. And we're looking forward to something positive happening, happening over there that uh, that might affect how we trade. And maybe uh, Dr. Byford, you can tell us how Brexit is going to impact our trading and we we'll move forward with our scripture. You, okay, so you want Dr. B or you want the scripture? Well, let's start with the scripture. I can chime in later. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so what we have is 2 Kings 7, 3 through 16. So I'm gonna pull an excerpt from this. And what, what it says is, now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say we'll go into the city, the famine is there and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let's go into the camp of the Armenians. Work with me, what's the word again? I'm sorry. Armenians. Uh, Armenians. Armenians, thank you, uh, and surrender. If they spare <laughs> us, we live. If they kill us, <laughs> then we die. Look, y'all not gonna judge me today. As they <laughs> got up and went to the camp, of the Arameans. When they reached the end of the camp, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of the chariots and of horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has, hit, has hired the Hittite and Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dusk and abandoned their tents and the horses and donkeys. They left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. The men who had leprosy reached the, reached the edge of the camp, entered one of the tents and ate and drank. Then they took silver, gold, and clothes and went off and hid them. They returned and entered another tent and took some things from it and hid them also. 
Then they said to each other, what we're doing is not right. This is a day of good news and we are keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. Let's go at once and report this to the Royal Palace. Now, you guys know, I'm not gonna be the person to do the reading at your churches. Okay. You're good, you're good, Ms. Dyer. You're good, Ms. Dyer. Most preachers would just let you read a little bit and then they would, they would we'd talk about the background and what's going on here. Uh, you know, Elijah just healed a centurion uh, and asked him to go down to sit and uh, dip into Jordan uh, seven times. And the centurion was so happy about that, he wanted to pay Elijah. And Elijah wouldn't take the payment, but his his uh, servant, Gehazer, uh, after Elijah turned down the payment, followed the centurion and cut a deal with him to take some money from him. When Elijah asked him about it, he, he lied and because he lied, uh, he ended up with leprosy, he and his, his his sons. And so now they're sitting outside the gate because of the famine that had taken place in that land. And we find that there was some conversation about, uh, even though they had been locked in their, in, in their fortress, and uh, you know, a lot of times when we lock people out, we lock ourselves in. And so they had locked themselves in, and there they were in there, and there, no food could get into the camp. And so these women came and they were complaining to the king uh, that uh, they had cut a deal to cook one child, one uh, lady's child one day and cook the other child's, the next the lady's child the next day. They cooked the little boy and ate him. And then the next day when it was time to cook the second lady's son, she refused. And so there was a conversation about that. And then there was a prophecy that said that there would be some some money exchange that people would be buying and selling. And there was some doubt about that because they were locked inside and everything was spent and there was nothing to bargain or to sell. And after that, we find the scene goes to these lepers who I believe were Gehazi and his sons were outside the gate because they were not allowed to come into the city and that they're having conversation. Nobody gives them any food. Nobody throws anything out there to them. Nobody gives them any hospitality because of their circumstances. And they say, man, we're we doing bad sitting here. We sit here, we're going to die. We can't go into the city because ain't no food in there. And so our best bet is to try to go into the enemy's camp and see if we can get some food there. And as they marched out to the enemy's camp, God was able to magnify their steps and the sound of their coming and it, they sounded like chariots horses and the enemy thought that they were uh, egypt or some other great com com uh, country uh, army coming to destroy them that the king had hired somebody to come and fight for him and they they left their camp and they left all their resources, they left their horses tied up, they left their food cooking, and they left their money, they left their wallets. And so they found that when they went into the first tent, they were hungry. So the first thing they did was get a meal. They got that chicken the guy had on the grill and the barbecue that was sitting out there and they ate it. And then they went through the, the possessions, they found money, they went and hid the money, came back, got some money and gold, Get that money, and then they said, "Man, you know this thing right." We go and tell the king uh, what we discovered because those people in the children. and so they began to move to telling the king. And here's what uh, my sanctified uh, imagination says: is that as they move toward doing the right thing, they experienced healing on their way to the king because they were allowed to come into the camp now. Apparently they hadn't, they didn't have their leprosy because they were able to go before the king's household. And so that's what we have here today. We have uh, political circumstances out of their control. And if the people are, are not able to bargain and I, they're, not, they're not able to trade and not to, uh, to, and so uh, they have without reason strange place to a strange people 
to see if uh, God has something for different for us and a possibility for us. And it's kind of where we find ourselves with this pandemic. The things are bad. Uh, a lot of people, businesses are something different. And we believe that we offer something different for a lot, a lot of people, something that may be a little strange, that may be a little uncomfortable with it. But we believe that if they take the time to decide, I'm not just going to sit here and do nothing, I'm going to do something different. My money's sitting in an account somewhere. I'm not getting any interest on it. Am I going to do something different? Uh, my retirement uh, is not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, I'm going. I'm waiting on the mailman. He's not bringing me much. Am I just going to sit here year after year and live less beneath my privilege, or will I decide to do something different? That's that's the challenge I believe with the scripture today. And so let's talk about doing something different today. Let's not settle. And that's where Dr. Washington is with us today. Let's not settle with what we have. Even though we might be comfortable doing bad, let's not settle where we are. And so how do we do different, Ms. Dyer? Well, I'm, a, you know, just kind of listening and, and, and what you were saying, one thing this pandemic had to teach everybody is the reality that we can we have to make a shift we have to make a change that we cannot operate in the same mindset and principles where we were before and even with you bringing up brexit this is where that 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 shift takes place because it doesn't matter what's going on what we have to do is understand how it impacts the market so we understand how to make money and so we've actually been in significant profit as a matter of fact, today, in the midst of that news, because that is things that we talk about on our profit calls and in our trainings, in the midst of that news, we had someone had their most profitable day that they've ever had. And so we're, we're doing that. And so this is where that mindset shift. But what I really want to do, because we have someone that wrote a book about being not being average on our line, because we have someone that speaks around the world, you know, is, is having global impact. And specifically to this topic, I definitely want to let him chime in because he brings and has some great principles. I tell you, I got my pen and pad ready because I know there are many nuggets. Every time I hear him speak, I pick up something different. And so I definitely want to allow him to chime in on this topic. Pastor Washington? I think you're muted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I I'm not the financial genius as, as you guys are. That's why... I've decided to, you know, just partner up, man, and just, uh, you know, get more knowledge in the area of this. But I do know that anytime we limit ourselves to settling for average, it affects every area of our lives. And uh, we've got to make a decision today, as I wrote the book, Let Average Go, that, you know, by any means necessary, you know, we, we can no longer tolerate mediocrity. We can no longer tolerate the lies that have been told to us, uh, you know, throughout this society and even people around us, Bishop, who continue to lie to us uh, in terms of how we can prosper, how we can make money, how our lives can change. Uh, it's time to get around average breakers. It's time to get around people who are just going to the very, very, very top. And so um, this is why I wrote this book, because I got tired of being average. I got tired of being living in that place of mediocrity. I was ready to break the spirit of average. Uh, and to let average go. And so um, I just think this is a great topic, especially when you're dealing with finances, because most of us, most Americans, most people in life are living average when it comes to financial, you know, in terms of their financial gains, only because of the knowledge they have or don't have. And so that's why it's important that we listen to the right people. And so uh, I'm super excited about this platform here. As now, one of the things that uh, average is a, a relative term, average to what? You know, if you're around broke, broke pe people and, and you're just broke, then you average broke. You know, if you're around wealthy people, then you, you, you're average on that level. And so it's, average is, is relative to the, to, the, uh, to the group you're talking about. And so, uh, you know, I think spending time around like you said, people who are, who think differently, who behave differently, who have access to something different, have access to something to another level is, is important. Uh, what's your response to that? 
Yeah, you know, it's it's and, and I'm glad you brought out that point, Bishop, because it is relative, you know, in terms of, you know, what average is, you know, Jesus talked to the church of Laodicea when he told him, he said, you're lukewarm, you're neither cold nor hot. Uh, he expressed to them that I wish that you were hot so I could simmer you down. I wish that you were too cold where I could heat you up, but you're right in the middle. You're in that place of mediocrity. And, and that's where I find a lot of people are in that place of mediocrity. They're in that place called okay. You see, average people follow crowds. Average breakers create them. And so I think the BYOB movement is that average breaker crowd now that's creating a movement of financial freedom for individuals that not only would get the right information, but they'll get the right leadership and they'll get the right response. And so as much as you know, people glory in being average because people have fight you to the death to maintain their space of average, it's time that we leave that place of average and become average breakers. So, so, so true. Uh, Mr. Rogers, you have a question you want to pose to Dr. Washington? <laughs> You're muted. I think You're muted. muted You're muted. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hey, I, I tell you this, when I think about uh, this scenario, uh, and, and, and Bishop, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, I, I, I think too, uh, the scriptures are not very clear, but I believe it's Gehazi as well, mm -hmm. that tried to cut a side deal, right? Uh, and, and, and so we're talking about the type of people we're hanging around. So it's important that we always operate with people of integrity as well. But then Gehazi, uh, had had the opportunity to see Elijah do some amazing things. And he realized that as they were sitting at that camp, right, they had to make a decision. And sometimes to our listening audience, it's all in the decision of deciding to be great because we are created to be great. And then we got to take action when we come to that decision because so often we decide to do things, but then we never follow up with the appropriate actions. And even in the midst of the, the, the external things, right? They, they, they had leprosy, so they were ostracized from society. They were disconnected from the resources necessary for their livelihood. But at the same time, it was something on the inside of them that said, you know what? Let's just do something, right? Let's move toward the, 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 the place where our destiny is. And this is what this whole movement represents because many of us have been led to believe through systematic uh, educations uh, or, or I, I like the term indoctrination because when we talk about education, education is really about empowerment. And you know, when you freely give this information away, then not only you expand, but the people that you're connected to. But I think it's very important that they took action even in the midst of them having to uh, endure the consequences because the consequences of inaction was greater than the consequences of taking an action. And I think that I want to really help our listening audience appreciate the fact that we have this platform, this information is readily available, but it all starts with you, our listening audience, making the decision. And there's nothing average about the fact that all of us, no matter how our circumstances, when you go back to the very point of conception, right? It took one sperm and one egg. So that was a above average sperm and above average egg that allow us in existence into this earth realm. So everyone that is born, we just want to represent you to yourself and let you know that you are above average. So let's change the actions that we take so we can get the results. I like that. You Absolutely. 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 From the beginning. Absolutely. Uh, what, a, what an exciting thing to, to, to look at ourselves and see how what God actually created us for and what to be. And we believe that he anointed us for wealth at, at birth. And so we need to learn to walk in that. And unfortunately, the hazer uh, took a lesser road when he cut a side deal. Uh, he, you know, there, there are those folks who, who uh, want to excel, but are unwilling to, uh, to uh, pay the price of, of, of excelling. You know, they, uh, you know, they, they look at Miss Dyer as she goes to, to, to the firehouse gym and she puts pictures of, her, of the uh, former picture of her and, 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 and the new her. And she's excited about that and it's changing 
her confidence in herself and whatnot. Not that she needed any more self-esteem because she had plenty when I met her. And so, but she's excited about, about that. And so people admire that, but they're saying, well, how did she fit that in? She was just on the call with us and they don't know she runs down the street to the gym as soon as she get a break. She, she does what she gets to work in and uh, she's constantly doing a whole lot of things, fitting it in, scheduling. And, and unfortunately, people who, who uh, have the same capability but are not willing to make the necessary sacrifices to excel that way, uh, unfortunately, remain uh, mediocre and uh, are not able to reach the, the full potential that God has put in all of us. And so this is an opportunity, but some folks just not going to get up at five o'clock in the morning and, and uh, learn how to trade. Some folk are just would rather sleep and wake up broke every day than to make the sacrifice that it takes to, to do just that. You know, and then some of us get up at three o'clock when the, when the uh, trading first started in Europe, you know, because we want to catch it fresh. And so, you know, but some people not they say, you do what? And they're not going to do that. And so, are we willing to pay the price for uh, the success that we really want? And uh, I see you shaking your head, uh, Pastor Washington. Uh, is that something you talk about? Yeah, I, I think you guys just bring up a great, great point. I think most people live vicariously through uh, the greatness of others, wishing and hoping that it was them, but they're not willing to put in the time or the action. Um, but they want the same monetary value that they see other people who have paid the price get. You know, we, we mentioned Miss Dyer going to the gym. You know, people want to go to the gym, but they rather just look at her and just keep telling themselves one day I'm going to do it. One day I'm going to do it. And that's why I tell you, you know, people who have decided to let average go have decided to pay the price. I mean, because winning is not easy. There's a movie called League of Their Own. I'm a big movie buff. I like the movie League of Their Own with Tom Hanks. And their big picture, she's decided that she's no longer going to uh, play the game anymore. She's going to go home and have kids with her husband. And, you know, she's just decided that, you know, it's just too hard. And then Tom Hanks looks at her and said it was, it was meant to be hard because if it wasn't, everybody would be doing it, right? And so what we're doing and what we're endeavoring to do, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are not going to play this game because they're not willing to make the sacrifices, uh, because we are where we are today because of the choices that we've made. That's why I always say that we've got to avoid the company of unenthusiastic people. We've got to upgrade our friends list. We've got to, we, we've got to get into an environment where it's winning and that we can win, where people are helping uh, one another win at this game called life. And so, again, this is why I wrote the book, Let Average Go, because it's time, you know, me growing up, Bishop, with a speech impediment, a severe stutter, you know, I had a mother who went to Howard University who decided that her son wasn't dumb or stupid. It's just that my brain and my mouth hadn't caught each other. And for the next nine years, my mother and I went on this roller coaster ride to teach me how to articulate, how to enunciate. It was hard. It was difficult. Many tears. A lot of lonely days. Kids making fun of me growing up. But my mother told me, one day, son, you'll speak to the world. This is in 1972. My mother wasn't a prophetess. She didn't, you know, know the Lord per se. I grew up in the nation of Islam at that time. Uh, but she said, one day you'll speak to the world. And because I was willing to make those sacrifices, the world opened up to me in order for me to speak into it. Because why? I was willing to take the hard road. I think when we decide to do that, when we decide to become average breakers, man, winning is just what we do. It's a part of our makeup. So my thought. Hey. Pastor Watson, I, I, I know... I know Dr. Bythe would want to jump in there because I know he got excited when you mentioned that your mom <laughs> went to Howard. So I know, I know he got something to say now for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Ain't nobody like an HU party. Now, I really want to chime in on a couple of things that have been said. First of all, let me go back to Mr. Rogers terribly graphic illustration that may or may not be appropriate for gospel radio. But in that example about the sperm <laughs> and the egg, he talked about the self, where you need to recognize the self. And when I was thinking about this scripture and thinking about this concept of not being average, I would like to bring to all of our attention something that we humans do. That is a subtle way in which we actually cause our overall 
excellence market to go into a pullback and we don't even realize it. When we're analyzing the self, we're always talking about what we don't do or what we aren't good at. And I'm very aggressive in my household about making them reverse that until they catch me doing it. So we humans are so good to say, I'm not good at reading. I'm not good at technology. But think about what pastor's mom did. She took the time to say, you will, you are. And why, look at us watching it talking to fruition. Now, if we're going to be honest about it, is it a coincidence that his mom says you will speak to the world and he's speaking to the world right now? But yet when we say I'm bad at it, that also comes true. I'm bad at this, and you'll notice you're still bad at it. I'm bad at that, and you're still bad at it. So we've got to take this away from average mentality and really be aware of how many times a day we focus on what we aren't, and therefore it continues to be. You know what? Let me chime in, because I think, Dr. B, you are spot on. And I think I've shared my story, but I must tell this part, and it's something I don't talk about often, but it's, I'm going to share this part just because we were just joking about me reading, right? So, you know, as it's in, in growing up, that's, that's where I had a handicap, right? I was straight A's and everything else, had a tutor every year. You know, we didn't have Microsoft Office. We didn't have like all of those things that help you. But I had an aunt who was an English teacher. And she was one of the top English teachers in, you know, our city. And so what happened is every single year, and she would ask me, she's like, did you pay attention? Were, 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 were you paying attention last year? You know, every single year. And, and when you really think about it, and I refuse, but it was, I made a decision when I was younger that I refused to read because I didn't think I was good at it. I didn't think that I would ever progress in it. I didn't think that I could ever do it because I couldn't understand how the words put together. I couldn't understand the subject verb agreement. I couldn't understand those things. And one day I made a decision. I just made a decision that it would no longer handicap me. I made a decision like, how can I get straight A's and everything else? And I made a decision. And when you really step back and you look, and now I'm speaking, right? Because it does impact your conversation. It doesn't impact your words. And the fact that I'm speaking, the fact that, you know, every now and then a word might trip me up, but it's something I can laugh at now because of the simple fact that I know what I can do and I know what I overcame. And then the fact that as I look at this and now I'm a published author. So not only did I go from, I refuse to read because I didn't think I could, all you have to do is make a decision. And when you make that decision that you are you are greater than, I mean, I'd love the illustration, right? And honestly, I don't think we talk about it enough in church. And, you know, like, I'm gonna just take it there, you know, cause we mentioned gospel radio and inspirational gospel radio, but I don't think we talk about it enough because God created it. And if God created it, and he created us, and that's where it comes from. If we teach people the right way and what it's all about, then, you know, he created us. And if he created us, then I really think that we'll understand who we really are and who we were called to be. And you will walk in that greatness. You will walk in that anointing. You will walk in your calling once you understand who you really are. Mr. Rogers, one great uh, author said, uh, everything has a price and that there's nothing we have that we can't, that we didn't pay, pay for. You might know that author, uh, everything has a price. Everything has a price and there's nothing we have that we did not pay for. Uh, how do you respond to that? Well, the reality is that for me, it's twofold. The price has been paid. <laughs> <laughs> And I get the luxury to knowing that somebody foot the bill for me personally. And, you know, it, it even first, second Corinthians eight, nine, that for, for me, Christ exchanged his deity for my humanity. Right. And that price he paid was 30 pieces of silver. So the foreign exchange market has been in operation for a very long time. So for 30 pieces of silver, he became poor that we may become rich. Man, that's some good news, right? So 
you know, all we had to do is receive the gift. And this gift that we're sharing with our listening audience is letting you know that you have the capability, the mental understanding to be your own bank. And you have people, as they said in verse nine, you know what, we could keep this information to ourselves, but it would, it would, it's not right for us to hide and hoard this information to ourselves because that's the whole purpose of this. It's been hidden in plain sight for too long. So we have individuals whose heartbeat is to make sure if we're eating and flourishing, you should be eating and flourishing with us. Amen. You're absolutely right. And sometimes it's just it's a matter of making an adjustment. Uh, that lady was willing to, uh, to sell or to cook her child and trade a child with another lady uh, here in the passage for their comfort. And a lot of times we unknowingly are sacrificing our children because we don't take advantage of the opportunities oh, Bishop, that are in, in front Bishop, of us. Bishop, and Bishop, you, uh, you know, I, I pastored uh, a long time in Jacksonville. I pastored a lot of Navy guys. They should share with me that used, they had what they call liquid lunches. And a liquid lunches, when you go on lunch break, they go somewhere on the base and they get, you know, they, they get something to drink and they drink alcohol. And pretty much, you know, that that, that alcohol life becomes a, a pretty expensive life. And there's one guy, he was a chief at the time when I met him. And uh, all his cars were raggedy. And he lived in this little house uh, off of Man Diego over there. Uh, off of Atlantic Boulevard. And once he got saved, he stopped all the drinking, started hanging out with Bishop. And uh, he was able to go buy uh, new cars, his wife a car. He was able to upgrade his house. Because all, all the money that he had, same money he had, he didn't get it. He got some, eventually, because he straightened his life, an enlisted person could make in the Navy. The, 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 uh, he reapplied them and adjusted how he was spending. And many folk, you know, they, they look at what the, the offer that we have, and they say, well, I just can't afford that. You can't afford, you cannot afford not to, you know, but that it takes some discomfort. Uh some adjustments in order for us to move to the next level with the resource that God has already given us. And, and sometimes people just, just don't think like that and not aware of how much money they're actually, actually wasting. Uh, uh, I, I don't know how much does a bottle, bottle of crown. Can you guys know how much a, a, a fifth of crown all costs? Uh-uh. Yeah, I don't know. But, it's probably close to a hundred dollars. Isn't it about a hundred dollars, Doctor Bikewood? A little over a hundred dollars, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Not me, you don't know. Well, hey, I can this. I can tell you uh-huh. this. I I know for a fact. My my son is in a, he's in the promotion business. Uh huh. I know every Friday, he uh. They have a VIP setting, right? And mm-hmm. people pay him in order not to stand in the line every mm-hmm. Friday. They mm-hmm. pay him anywhere between $350 to $750. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as we know it's never about money. It's all about the programming. And, uh, you know, and, and, and we have to re-engineer and rewrite the script to uh, take, the, take the fact that you know, it's our responsibility. Two things I personally believe, it's our responsibility as kingdom citizens to, mm-hmm. to, to re-introduce uh, people to, to the understanding. And then as a, as a man, you know, mm-hmm. it's our responsibility mm-hmm. to, to, to allow ourselves to create our own, our own narrative. Because I know for me mm-hmm. personally, you know, I was that guy, you know, if I was fortunate, I had entrepreneurial parents, but you know my 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 path. You know, you I'm I'm going to the league and I'm going to be wealthy, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. still, at the same time, I was still working, 
for money, but there was no understanding of how to make sure money was working for us. So I know we all know it's not about money because everybody and listening audience, we're talking to you. And if we're stepping on your toes, we mean to because those big screen TVs that we have in our homes, uh, we never have conversations. We never have a prayer meeting about that, that $300 uh, hairstyle. And obviously, uh, it, it, it's crossed all boards, but even from a cultural standpoint. So I'm being very uh, definitive and making sure that we have to just, you know, enough is enough. And that's a part of breaking the average, in my opinion, as well. Well, I think mm. just to kind of chime in on that is, you know, when, when it's about value, you know, it's about what we find valuable. And so the, I think the average, right, we're talking about average, I think that average response is I don't have any money because you don't find value in it. And because we spend money on what we find value on, look what happens at Christmas every single year. You show me somebody who hasn't missed Christmas. You know, if there's a will, there's a way and parents and mothers and fathers, they make it happen, right? They make it happen. And so they, they you find a way to make those things happen. And so when you understand value, I just had a conversation, the initial response was, whoa, the investment, I don't have it. But after spending a week with us, then all, all of a sudden is, oh, I'm good. I got it, right? So it's all about the value creation. And the reality is, is wealth generation and wealth creation is not something that we talk about. It's not something that, you know, that, that it's not something that we, 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 we press for or think about because what an average person does, right? I just had a conversation with someone and one of the things that she mentioned, and she was talking about Blue Ivy and what she has, right? Not about what her parents, you know, their beliefs or what have you. I'm not a fan of theirs, you know, but at the end of the day, they were not worth what they're worth when they were her age. So you're talking about a child that's worth millions of dollars. And, uh, and what the average person does is they look at that child and then they're like, oh, she only got this because her parents are, oh, she only, or she only, as opposed to let me see what I have to do, right? Because we're supposed to leave a legacy for our children's children. And we'll quote that scripture and we'll quote the word and, and, and we'll reference back to it. But we hate on someone else that does it instead of trying to understand what they did and how they do it because we're supposed to set our kids up. Our children are supposed to be greater than us. How am I going to leave a legacy for my children's children if I'm not empowering my children? You know, and that's where that shift has to happen, right? That's where that change has to come is we have to have a transformation in our mind. Did Mr. I freeze up? What's going on? Man, I tell you, this must be some mm. some powerful anointed words because yeah. we've not had this many this much of a communication challenges since we've been doing this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I'm telling you that there's there's a war going on in the heavens right now. Yeah. This is how yeah. you break average. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, yeah. I mean mm. your 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 reception. I mean the fact that she was just making a point about you know challenging the parent. So I know right now, Holy Spirit, take over it. We know that we are advocating and we're coming against the kingdom of darkness right now. And we are now just trusting you that all communication will be effective right now. You know, amen, and, amen. And, and Bishop, the devil knows that if we ever catch on to the fact that we don't have to be average, he knows that his kingdom is in jeopardy. He understands that if we ever, ever understand who we are and whose we are, then the devil knows that his kingdom will be affected. You know, I, I was saying earlier how, you know, you know, my dear mother, uh, she wasn't wealthy or rich or anything, but she had the confidence to believe that I've got a son here who has some potential in here and I am going to help him. So when they were calling me the woo-woo boy, when they were making fun of me, when they were asking my brother to bring me to the middle of the street so they can ask me a series of questions and I'm trying to talk and I'm hearing stuff like man your brother's stupid my aunt tells my mother not to bring me back to the family reunion because I embarrass everybody 
And then when I ran into the house and told my mother I was stupid and I was dumb, I found out in 1972 that you don't mess with a mother's child. And it was at that moment that my mother reiterated to me, you're not stupid or dumb. Your brain and your mouth ain't caught each other. Told my brother to grab a chair. She turned the TV on and the rest is history. By the time I was a senior in high school in San Diego, I was on San Diego State University's college debate team, traveling the state of California, debating against kids from UCLA, Irvine, Cal Poly, University of San Francisco, and whooping them because my mother gave me a dictionary at the age of 11, and she told me to learn these words. And she put in my hand the ability to, to just do some great things and then to be able to speak all over the world and to share this message of how we go from average to awesome the devil doesn't like that. He doesn't want anybody to catch hold of that. So he still wants us to keep buying big screen TVs and getting, you know, hairdos and big cars and cars we can't even sleep in. He wants us to keep doing that instead of taking the time to invest in our future, invest in our lives, because he knows once we get financially free, his butt is in trouble. So I just wanted to interject that. that, that that's wonderful and that's true. You know, we got to take advantage of the resources that we have, we got to be like, like God said, Moses said, God, I don't, I don't have the resources to tackle Egypt. He said, what's this in your hand? And we got to recognize the resource that God has put in our hands. He's put in our hands what we need. Lord, I can't talk. Well, you got somebody, I, put, I already know you, but you stutter Moses. So I got somebody right beside you right. who can do the talking. You know, God has already equipped us. And, and that's one of the things we got to recognize. God has already gone ahead of us. And that's the beauty of this passage. Uh, Mr. Rogers, is that God had already gone ahead of the lepers. They just needed to get up and, and do something. He's already cleared the way. He's already cut the path for us. And what we have to do is just get up and, and try. And, and if we can just get people to try, you know, there's something about uh, different that people just unwilling to just try. You know, I would have never gone to college if my pastor had not come by and said, I got a scholarship for you, you can play ball and you can do what you love and you can get an education. And he put me in his car and he took me to Texas. But, you know, my teachers in South Carolina, you know, they told us that the best we could do is get a job in the factory and work. That's probably about the best you're going to be able to do. And that was something that was told to all the guys in our class. But some of us tried. And because we tried, we excelled. And, and so uh, just somebody just ought to try. You can the money's there. You know, you may have to readjust and you may not can buy a bottle of Chirac this weekend, but you can uh, you can just take that Chirac money. And, 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 and get on the platform and learn and just try. Exposure is so important. Get around people who are doing something different and being successful. Raise your level of fellowship, who you talk to, you know, who you spend your time with, who you're allowing to enter your ear gates, you know, you know you have to protect your ear gates. That's Ms. Diary, she's back. And we're so excited to see you, Ms. Dyer. Is a storm, as I understand, it's a storm. I'm kind of back. Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a bad one. All the power was out. So wow. I'm kind of back. Wow. I missed kind of what you guys were just saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking about doing something different. We're talking about taking a chance on, on different. We're talking about not buying all that Chirac and stuff this weekend, but taking that and uh, 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 Taking an opportunity to pay for your financial education uh, this week. Y'all out here, I don't know what's wrong. Y'all ain't that holy and sanctified. You didn't miss say that long. Now, come on. Come on. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to be. I didn't I know what it was. I said we didn't know how much it cost. Huh? Huh? Yeah, but it, I don't, don't get away free, man. <laughs> everything. Uh, I think you that that, that famous uh, uh, person that said everything has a price. And we have to, uh, everything has a price and we have to be willing to pay that price. And so, yeah, I can, we can hear you. We can hear you. Yes. Okay. Yes, we hear you now. It was coming to say okay. All right. I No, it. I said I didn't, I never said I didn't know what it was. What I said is, I don't know how much it costs. <laughs> That's what I said. 
Hey, Bishop, but, but here, here's what we have to get better at as well. You know, even from a Keenan perspective, we have to be able to put the hay down where the goats can get it, right? You know, we can't, we got to be able to speak to where the people are. And, and that's one of the things that uh, that Jesus did extremely well, right? And, and the religious people ostracized him for that because he was able to not only communicate, but he was able to connect with, with, with his followers. And, and that's really, once again, uh, being able to now put the pen in the hands of the people so that they can really write that personal financial narrative because uh, I, I think about it from this perspective. Uh, how many people have really, really fallen in love with the things of God, but they cannot really move because they are so financially restricted and bound that their, their entire existence is exhausted with trying to make ends meet, right? And we have now to take action. Mm -hmm. And I, I keep thinking about what these guys did, right? They were they they had been around the things of God, Gehazi, but then what happened? He tried to compromise his integrity. There was a price to pay, but then at the same time, the redemption was he got up and did something. And by the time they showed up, provision was made. Provision was made. So the things that we are concerned mm -hmm. about not being able to have the capabilities or the understanding. God says that meet me at your level expectancy and I'll supersede that. And they got down there. Exactly. And the fight that they thought they were going to have to fight, it was already fixed. And that's what our story is. We already win the fight. We've already overcome. We're more than conquerors. And everything that pertains to godliness is in Christ Jesus, which now gives us the, the ability not only to thrive, in the spirit, but prosper in the natural as well. Uh, absolutely. And, and you know, we talk about they got in the camp, they went in this tent and they, they ate up the food and then they got bags of money and went and hit the money. And they and they felt kind of like you and Miss Dyer and Bifewood when you called me. Well, man, we've had we hit all this money. Now we need to tell Bishop about this, man. This thing, this, this is too good. Yeah, I, it's, it's not right for me to be, be collecting all this money. And, uh, 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 and and not sharing this information with somebody. And so, uh, Dr. Bifield, you sure may. You just got to jump right in here, Dr. Bifield, and uh, and uh, just share that information with him. Because I know you took some bags of money and hid it somewhere. <laughs> he got it all Dr. Bifield. <laughs> okay. So, you I really want to say this. So, Miss Dyer, because of a storm and because of a lack of power, is not in a position to be a part of this conversation. She missed out. She wasn't available. She wasn't there to take advantage because of the storm. And Pastor White referenced the movie, A League of Their Own, also one of my favorite being a, a female coach, uh, excuse me, a coach of females. So bottom line is another part of that movie is where he says, there's no crying in baseball, but there is crying in baseball because it is those tears that allows you to put yourself in a position to rise up from average. Think about it. The old people used to say, oh snap, we're old now. The old people used to say, change occurs during storm, not calm. So it is that storm it is your reaction. It is the, your response to the storm that will determine whether you will be average or not. So I need my power from understanding that these tears that I shed are a result of me making the decision to walk in my power and be above average. Wow, that's exciting uh, that we can battle through whatever storms that we, that we perceive to be there and we can still rise above it. That, that's exciting, that's exciting. And so I'm, I'm so excited that uh, uh, Dr. Washington is with us today and he shared with us. Uh, any uh, final words that you wanna share with us, uh, uh, Pastor Washington? Yeah, you know, I just wanna say that I am, uh, um, you know, Jesus was an average, right? To me, Jesus was an average breaker. And I think if we can follow the lead of Christ and what he did, I think that we absolutely are going to win in life. But I think that also 
we have to have conversations like we're having now on this platform. We've got to get around the right people. We've got to understand that it's never too late for us. I think some people are battling with the fact that maybe it's too late. Maybe I've waited too long. Maybe I missed the mark. Uh, but you know, some of our, our, our biggest billionaires and millionaires in the world, it never happened for them till after they were the, of the age of 50 years of age. So it's never too late to win. It's never too late to break the spirit of average and to let average go. And uh, I'm gonna keep sharing this message and, 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 and letting people understand that, you know, when you have the right attitude toward money, when you're willing to put the time in that's necessary to generate money and to make money, not only for the kingdom of God, but for yourself, your family, as, as, as Ms. Dyer said about, you know, you know, leaving inheritance for your children's children. Uh, when you're ready to be around the right mentors, we need the right mentors, Bishop. You know, we need men who are going to, men and women who are going to stretch us and not shrink us, make us better and not make us bitter. Uh, but then we also have got to be able to read. I think that's the key. That was the one thing that helped me overcome my speech impediment was my mother made me read out loud so that I could hear my voice. And then I just started getting better and better and better at this thing. And then we need opposition. I think opposition is good. We need opposition. We need storms in our lives because it lets, it lets us know what we're really made of. And then we've got to have the right goals in our life. We've got to be able to set goals. Somebody said that a short pencil is better than a long memory. And so we've got to be able to write our goals down, having a vision of what we have for our lives. And then finally having the belief system to know that we can win, that we are better than what we are right now. And I just believe this, if we get around the right people, God will put us in the right situation, we can overcome this thing called average and we can truly become average breakers. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you all for this platform. I appreciate you all. Now, uh, uh, Pastor, uh, can you can you tell us if I YouTube, I put I put Joseph B. Washington on, on YouTube with your information come up. Uh, can we find your book on Amazon? Where can we find your yeah. information? People can oh, so right now, Bishop, I'm the only one that's selling the book. Um, you know, it's, it's probably, and it just shows you just how good God is in the last 25 years that I've been speaking. Um, I've been selling this book of Let Average Go. I've been doing it pretty much without a website. All the speaking engagements that I've ever had have become by word of mouth. And so I'm now going to get up to date on these different platforms and Amazon and all that. Um, but they can just reach out to me personally. If somebody wants to get a copy of the book, they can just hit me at Joseph at Let Average Go. Uh, dot com and just say, hey, I, I want to get a copy of the book and I can send them the information. Um, but I'm going to get updated here soon, Bishop, on uh, all these platforms that you all have, all this technology uh, stuff that you all have. So, yeah, I, they, they can get it directly through me. Well, you, 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 you're welcome to join the gang and, and hang out with us. You know, you, you, you got to get your black shirt with, with a gold emblem on it. You know, that's how those are gang colors. You, you've been to California, you know about gang colors. <laughs> so you gotta get you a black shirt you can get a golf shirt you can, you can get in a t-shirt and uh of course you know that's 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 all a part of the, of the that's hype funny. that's funny that's <laughs> funny yes sir thank you we're gonna, we're gonna pull you in we're gonna pull <laughs> mr I, you you got some uh Remarks about how they can be in contact, how other folks can join the gang also. Absolutely. 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 You want to call us a gang? I love it. I love it. Because the reality is, is we're going hard to change your life. That's what we're doing. We're going real hard. What do you call it? Hard in the paint. See, I don't, I don't play basketball, but I know I heard that one before. But we're going to go real hard and we're rushing, right? It's time for us to stop being average. It's time for us to stop accepting those average statements like slow and steady wins the race. I've never seen anyone win a race slow and steady. We're here to make sure that we press forward. And so what you want to do is reach out to us because tonight is powerful. Tonight is powerful. I'm talking about we have a powerful call for you this evening. You want to make sure you get subscribed. Search us on YouTube. Be your own bank movement. That is where we are on YouTube. You want to subscribe. You want to make sure you get your notifications. You also want to go to our website, BeYourOwnBankMovement.com. Pick up a copy of your book. Go to our website for a personalized copy. But then also you can find us on Amazon as well. So go back. If you read the book, you loved it, make sure you leave us a review on Amazon. All right. 
make sure you do that. And then you can also text wealth, text wealth. So you want to pick up your phone right now. You want some more information? Pick up your phone right now. The number you're messaging, the number you're texting is 904-567-0634. That's 904 904- five six seven oh six three four and you want to text wealth we will be in touch with you so you can accept the challenge to be your own bank and get you one of those black t-shirts right you need one of those black t-shirts with the gold emblem and guess what that's on our website too be your own bank movement.com we love you all i've enjoyed this broadcast we love you we'll be in touch you heard that that's that storm but guess what it will not overcome so we love each and every last one of you all we will i've enjoyed this broadcast we will see you next week same time same space same place with some more exciting information on how you can be your own bank with that being said this is going to officially conclude this broadcast So glad you tuned in. So glad you enjoyed the show. These financial markets, they are yours for the taking. And we're here to help you understand exactly what's been hidden in plain sight. Get a copy of your book today. Be Your Own Bank, Hidden in Plain Sight at our website, beyourownbankmovement.com. Be blessed.